2: Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tuttleiler. Bo Thayer says he's been singing and writing songs for as long as he can remember. While Americana music hasn't always been the genre he's played in, his reputation as a sublimely gifted artist has him pursuing a new creative vision that, as his press puts it, seeks to lead Americana music into the future. I look forward to finding out what Bo has to say in this week's podcast about where that Americana future will take him. Well, welcome to the podcast today, Bo. Glad to have you with us.
0: Well, thanks for having me.
2: So you're in Vermont, right?
0: Yeah, we're right smack in the middle of uh, the country of Vermont, <laughs> <laughs> we're a small town of Vermont.
2: How long has that been home for you?
0: Um let's see I got up here about I've been living in here for about 18 years.
2: Okay. And and got there from where?
0: Well, I I grew up down in Massachusetts down in um south of Boston. Okay. And then lived in Boston for a while, went to art school there and then traveled around just on the road for a while, just just playing music, just going everywhere and and uh just Settled upon here uh, after
3: coming, you know, off
0: the road for, you know, doing the the guerrilla warfare kind of touring, right? You know, on couches and and under the van and truck stops and stuff. And then, <laughs> then hitting this you know, living in a city. I was like, I need I need some dirt under my feet. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I moved up here and uh, haven't left since.
2: Yeah, that's cool. So tell me a little bit about your 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 background, your career, how you got started in music, and uh, bring 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 us up to the current.
0: Hmm. Well, I think we'd need a probably like a case of beer in the rest of the weekend to get through <laughs> it all. But uh,
2: well, we'll skip the stone across the surface. We'll the
0: we'll surface bridge there. version. How's that? Yeah, I, that's I, good. You know, I grew up in, in Vermont. I mean, in uh, Boston, just um, just always playing since I was probably you know. 14 or 15 in, uh, in bands and stuff. And, you know, uh, when, I, when I was going to art school in, in Boston, I kind of joined up with uh, playing playing punk rock music and stuff. Okay. Um, and then was in a band called Seven League Boots, and we did a lot of touring. We were kind of like, you know, in the vein of uh, the Bad Brains. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe Rage Against the Machine kind of stuff. We toured with people like... Uh, Fugazi. and
2: hmm, okay.
0: And, um, yeah, we were all over the place. And then I kind of drifted away from that and started my own thing and started writing songs. And somehow it all came back to, uh, uh, after, you know, escapades into bluegrass and blues and, you know, playing banjo and slide guitar and open tunings and, and listening to a lot of singer-songwriter stuff and diving back into into uh, some of the classic rock stuff, I kind of arrived at uh, where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the abridged version. But um, really, I wanted to come up... You know, I, I, after being in the city for a while, well, down in Boston, I, I decided I had to get out of there and wanted to be in an atmosphere where I wasn't in any kind of uh, scene. Mm-hmm. or wasn't really a, a a place where I could be really influenced by what was going on musically around me but just right. kind of like go kind of inwards and uh so i came up here and i and i built the studio oh cool um it's taken me about 15 years to build this thing I, you know chopped down a bunch of trees and learned how to timber frame and
2: oh um, so literally built I'm, it from from scratch hand, from ground oh, yeah. up yeah oh, okay yeah.
0: ground up you know what i had you know was mortise and tenon you know mm-hmm. chisels and i even made my own some of my own tools and you know, skill saw, you know, I, I've always been a carpenter, you know, just uh, since I was a teenager and stuff, just to, you know, make ends meet, and so I, was, I figured I could put that to use, and all the while, just, uh, you know, playing the banjo, playing the guitar, writing songs, and just trying to do it all, mm. and so now I'm at the place now where I got a, a working studio, I, you know, just, some. it's simple, you know, it's just a, a big barn, um, but, you know, it Got some nice equipment in there and pro tools rig and and uh and this is where I've been recording.
2: So, will this is this and, for your personal use, or will you actually uh, work with other artists in the future?
0: Oh, I've worked with a lot of people here. Um, it's most I mean, you know it's it's not like it's a business where I charge people it's, if people want to use the space for recording. I, I let them, mm-hmm. and people usually you know kick down a little something. But uh, it's pretty much you know if if you want to come record here and you know, it it works out if I'm not going to be in there.
2: Yeah, sure. I'd like
0: I'd rather have the the space being used.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Um, And so there's been, you know, there's been local, some local uh, younger bands that have recorded in here. um, And I've done my last two records in here. Some folks down in Boston came up and some kids from New York just came up just recently and, yeah, so it's 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 always busy here. It's never it's never yeah, a dull moment.
2: That's cool. That. <laughs> I was I was looking in the uh, some of the notes that uh, that you guys sent over, and there's a, a a phrase in here that caught my attention. It, it said that uh, you seek to lead Americana music into the future. What what does that mean?
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Who said that did I say that
2: uh, I'm um, not sure it was in it was in your press <laughs> notes so
0: <laughs> okay uh, well they probably could be referring to uh, um, you know I'm, always, I'm I'm always thinking about new ways to do things different things that are um, I, I, I definitely one of the reasons why I moved up here is like I said I didn't want to be influenced by what was going on. I didn't want to just become some other cookie cutter Uh songwriter, um, someone who's just rehashing things. And there seems to be a lot of that going on right now. I I mean, it's, we're just flooded with mediocrity in, in, uh, right. In, in all forms of music, I think, you know, and I think there's very few, uh, folks that are really busting out into the mainstream, doing new things. Mm -hmm. Um, they're out there. There certainly are. Uh, you just got to go digging for it. Um, so that was one of my reasons for moving up here, and since that, you know, I've kind of they might re, that might be in reference to this instrument that I've. I've yeah,
2: played. and I'm, I wanted I'm to ask you about it, that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it exclusively, um, and it's it's you know it's it's a blend between a resonator guitar, a banjo, an electric guitar. Um, it's basically a six string instrument. Uh, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it like a like a, a banjo with an added bass string. Hmm. Or you could look at it uh, like a guitar that's got the low string taken off and replaced with the fifth peg fifth peg, you know, drone string like okay. a banjo has. Right. Um and you can and I've been tuning it in all different ways and I'm, you know, experimenting with it all all the time. Um and what you do know, you call it? Sometimes it, it can sound like a like a distorted, you know, uh cranked up guitar. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be very very uh like much like a banjo, sometimes mm-hmm. it could sound like even pedal steel or, or dobro, you know, with the resonator, uh, it's, it's super versatile, and you can strum it, you can pick it, uh, you put a put a steel or glass slide on it, and it sounds beautiful.
1: Mm, that's cool. Um,
0: so, you, you know, and some of this, I guess if you look at the last two records that I've been, I've put out too, you know, even though it's, people still kind of categorize it as Americana, mm-hmm. um, I guess for lack of a better word, they, if you listen to it as a, a lot of it's kind of proggy, you know, and so we were calling it mountain prog for a while, or progressive mountain music. Yeah, sure. So maybe that could be considered futuristic as well.
2: Yeah, but yeah. um, sounds like know, a new good term. I like the
0: envelope. That. Say again.
2: It sounds like a new good term. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it'll stick.
2: Yeah, right. But
0: uh, mean. as far as pushing the envelope, that's pretty much you know par for the course over here. We're trying to. You know, I do a lot of experimentation with uh, different time signatures and, you know, different, um, just different instruments and stuff, too. Um, you know, it's something that's not going to be uh, so traditional sounding, yet a lot of it is
1: uh, yeah.
2: kind
0: of um, have, has the traditional uh, values in it. I mean, the, the, the latest record that I'm putting out should be out uh, later in October, we're releasing it one song at a time. Is it to uh, Doc Boggs and uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell? Now, hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, Doc Boggs is, is a banjo plucker from, right. you know, you know Appalachia, and Mississippi Fred McDowell uh, being a, a slide player from, you know, the Delta blues style. And so I was kind of picked those two artists because number one, I was I've always been drawn to them, but also. You know, one being a banjo player, one being a slide player, I kind of can weave these songs into uh, the whole bojo business. Mm-hmm. You know, this bojitar, I, I don't know if I mentioned the name of this thing, but, uh, you know, the Eastwood Guitar Company has picked up this idea and manufactured them, and, okay. so the buy people, them, and they're calling them bojitars. So uh, and and the yeah,
2: and I was going to ask you that. So it's called the bojitar, and people can actually get a chance to take a look at it and purchase one if they'd like. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah sure okay if you do um i still have some modification i'm still working on it too you know i right out of the factory um i thought they were great and then i started playing it and decided that they needed some tweaking and so i have i've i've got some mods that i've done to the, the factory versions of the of the eastwood bogitar but uh you know they're simple they're simple modifications I mean, and in the you know, they're just kind of tweaked to my liking, but
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: they're they're out there. You can get them. There's not that many of them, and I don't expect them to be flying off the shelf either. I mean, there's I've been playing them for and showing them to a lot of kind of famous people, mm-hmm. and getting some really good feedback. in, the, in the, the the general consensus is, it's it's up to me to make this thing uh make this thing kind of sing. You know, it's 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 up to me to kind of Show people how it's how it's done yeah, on this instrument, okay. um, and which which is kind of funny because I, I I showed it to Bale of Fleck for instance, and he picked it up and just like started playing it and like <laughs> you know with face melting riffs right out of the gate. <laughs> Give that back, <laughs> and then he started telling me how he, he would never be able to play something like that because of the extra string and he's no good at slide. And he's no good at electric. It's like yeah right. <laughs> so but anyway he, he his I'll take his advice because you know he he was kind of right on and and say, he's like listen there you get you got to take this thing and and make it something this is your baby and I, so you better start doing some wood and figure out how to play it and then bring it to the people and then and then you'll sell it
1: yeah right. hopefully
0: yeah so yeah. that's kind of where i'm at with this
1: thing. okay cool
0: um and i got a long way to go you know <laughs> i'm but definitely not a hot shot player but i use it as a writing tool and it definitely um Gets me out of the box.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Um, if, if I'm reading the notes correctly, you've had the chance to play with uh, quite a few folks: uh, Levon Helm, Booker T, Ringo Starr. Is that right? You got a chance to play with those guys?
0: Well, yeah. That's that's you know always the opening act. You know, I've, I've played on the stage with a lot of
1: mm-hmm.
0: people, and you know, I uh, I did a record with Levon um, years ago. That was a that was a lot of fun, you know. We Levon and I hit it off pretty
2: yeah pretty awesome. quickly.
0: Um I kinda I've always been a huge band fan and that's one of the reasons why I moved up here and built the studio. I think I just had this romantic notion That that's what you're you're supposed to do. That's kinda you know mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't that what the band did? And, you know, they went into Big Pink and kinda holed up in the woods and made this great music and you know, and then Levon went on to build his barn where they had the rambles and stuff. So I was very influenced by him and uh you know we we got pretty close and made some good music together and but as far as uh you know playing with like those other famous people there was, was a couple gigs where i'd be opening it opening act for some some up some larger acts and there was a thing out in la where my band actually got to back up all these famous folks for a. Uh, for a for a benefit concert, oh
1: okay, to
2: that's fight awesome. hunger,
0: and yeah, that was really cool. And that's when you know I get to play with Edgar Winter and Ringo Starr, and
2: yeah, that's cool. all these
0: people and kind of back them up as they played Beatles songs. Um, and plus, my old uh, friend and bass player Jeremy Curtis was the bass touring bass player for Booker T. And so that's kind of how that went down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, and. I got to like I was just telling you earlier. I get to play with uh, Robert uh, Sherman Holmes. Um, played with Robert Holmes too, I think, back in the day. But anyway, with Sherman <laughs> Holmes is the surviving Holmes brother, uh-huh. uh, and we sat in and played some music together uh, this last weekend, and that was a lot of fun. He's in his late seventies, and he, he's still rocking.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of uh, those it, guys it, are still out there. That, that's been around a while.
0: Yeah, you know, and I really respect that. And so I figure if, if these, once they're gone, they're gone, you know. You're is, right,
2: yeah.
0: These guys are from a certain generation and a certain time, and, you know, it's in the music industry and music itself is changing so much that you get these original folks that have influenced so many people, Yeah, yeah. so many bands. It's like, I. You know, I'll I'll just go and play for free just to suck up some of that mojo. You sure, know, yeah. See if been yeah. it rubs off on me.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's and I, a, I think
0: some did this last weekend. <laughs> I think some did. Well, that <laughs> it, that it was fun uh, going through the Holmes Brothers extensive catalog and yeah. Jesus man, they had, they were they were just so so good.
2: Well, that class of musicians you know? is an institution. That you're right, we're losing. We're losing too fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they seem to, this this past year seems to be a big year for uh you know, burying an old old musician.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And um yeah.
2: So the uh, well, when uh, when you're out playing your, your current brand of music, is it solo? Are you out with your band? What what where are you finding the uh audience right now for your stuff?
0: Well that's, that you know, anywhere I can. But uh, I have a weekly residency that I play with um, just me and my bass players. Al plays upright bass, and I'll I'll play uh, the, you know the bojo, and it's a good time for me to work on things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, so we get that's every Wednesday down at a this joint called the Skinny Pancake down in Hanover, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll play a, when I play with the band. We are about to have a rehearsal any minute now. You guys are going to be showing up and we're rehearsing for a we we'll have a show Thursday, which is kind of a at a farm here, a local a local mm-hmm. gig. But mm-hmm. it's usually pretty popular. We do it every year. Um, but it's harder and harder to get on. You know, bring a band on the road. It's like I, you know, we go out and, and play as much as we can. But I'm finding more and more I have to strip things down the farther out I get. I went yeah. toward last, last, you know, national tour I did was last November and I was, as a trio, um, mm. me and Al and our keyboard player, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't fit the drums, you know, it's, it's it too hard to make a, make it work. Right. Um, you know, it's an extra hotel room, it's, you know, and that ex- bigger vehicle. And, sure, uh, yeah. And so, you know, it, it's, I mean, we're 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 always trying to make it so we can bring the whole band to these things, but you know, it's it's getting harder and harder. I can definitely say that. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of I get a lot of joy out of just playing in a, in a stripped down situation. Um. And who knows? You know, maybe maybe in the future we'll be able to do a lot more band stuff. But most of the band stuff is is regional.
2: And the the new CD is. Um... The the current one is that the the Sundouser.
0: Yes, that was the one uh, we put out um, late last summer. Okay.
2: Right. So that's that's the one that's in your current mix of music that you're that you're still touring yeah. with. Yeah. Okay. And and yep. tell tell me a little bit about the the focus of that.
0: Well, that one was a. Uh, let's see. That one was, that one kind of is in the along the lines of that of uh, progressive mountain music that I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, it's kind of out there. It's it's kind of the lyrics are abstract. The songs are are challenging um, to play as well as to um, a lot of listeners I have found. Hmm. But um, you know, it's the theme is loosely based on harvesting the sun uh, or harvesting light. You could you could okay.
1: think of it yeah you
0: know as, uh spiritually or uh, actually physically and, and we recorded right right after i had um, solar panels installed okay on uh, on the house in the studio, so you know we we did the whole thing under solar power, which i am a That's big cool. advocate of solar yeah. power in. okay and, and um so it it's thematically this the the album is revolved around that
1: yeah. Yeah, that's um, neat. You know, we
0: use the sun to to power our equipment, to record, and, and a lot of it is um, the songs kind of, like, involved, like, you know, searching for the light, uh, spiritual stuff, and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I'll let the listener decide and interpret it the way they want, but uh, that's kind of where it's coming, coming from from my angle.
1: Yeah,
2: that's cool. And I think you mentioned yeah, a little yeah. bit earlier that you're working on a, a new project. When do you expect that one to be ready?
0: Well, that one is the uh, the tribute record Mm -hmm. that I'm doing, uh, it's called The Source and the Servant. And that's going back to, kind of going back to uh, more traditional-based stuff. Mm -hmm. I've uh, picked a bunch of songs from Doc Boggs and and Mississippi Fred. uh, And, you know, I kind of give them my own bent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all recorded here. And that was recorded very live. It was uh done kind of the way they did it with there was we took we did some overdubs but the basics, you know, all the tracks are sung and played uh in one room, in one sitting, with lots of room mics, lots of kind of background noises. If there is clicks and hisses and and buzzes and stuff, we kept them in there. Um, and then I went back and I added some weird stuff to it. I added, I had a woman come in who played the singing saw, for instance,
1: hmm. you know,
0: literally a saw you cut trees with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You
0: play it with a bow and it sounds like, a lot like, um, like a theremin. Yeah. And, you know, and I took some liberties to add some, some, um, a beatbox, or some, some kind of old school drum machine sounds. Um. Another reason for for this approach was uh, our, our drummer Jeff Berlin suffered a series of strokes last oh last summer, and he was kind of out of commission. And still, kind of is you know he's still just just now getting back into the swing of playing, which is another reason for us, you know, just keeping the band kind of regionally these right, days because right. he's really still in recovery and you know and still trying to get his bearings um, and, and you know regain the use of his right side of his body. Mm-hmm kind of really learning how to relearn the drums. And he's, wow. he's doing great. I mean, to me, it sounds fantastic. I think, you know, you could interview him about it, <laughs> his thoughts on it. Yeah. But, you know, it was it, to strip things down and make this record, it, it felt like a, the right time to do it.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: just kind of... And I also put some original songs on. There's two original songs. And if you go to my website, we're releasing them one song at a time. You know, we don't have any... No label, no publicist, no real promo. We're just doing mm-hmm. it wholly grassroots. Okay, you know, kind of just to keep it like you know, like the way Doc Boggs would do it. Yeah, he, he was just a ramble, you know, a rambler man. He would just grab his banjo and go out and and play, you know, you know churches and you know, town halls and grange halls and pig roasts and right. street corners and then, you know like i said earlier guerrilla warfare kind of gig and so it's, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like i guess what i'm doing right now yeah, so yeah. I, uh, just you know probably without less emphysema and corn whiskey <laughs>
2: <laughs> so tell me tell me how the uh folks can can find those songs find you find your find your music what's the best way for them to, well, to round well, up?
0: we've kind of got everything in one place it's all under one shed roof and it's at uh you know, bothair.com, B-O-W-T-H-A-Y-E-R. Okay. And on there you could find, you could stream everything. I think I got most of my, my releases on there. It's got to be like 20 releases.
1: Okay.
0: You could stream and you could buy it if you want off, the, off of Bandcamp. You listen on SunCloud. There's, uh, we've also been releasing some, some live material, um, just some random shows, stuff that we thought sounded pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had my sound guy pick some stuff that he thought was was worthy of putting out and so you know we've mixed some of that that down and there'll be a lot more of that to come. There's a lot of live stuff over the years um that I'm gonna start putting out. But it's all there on the website, you know, okay. pictures, bios and all that crap. And uh yeah, people can can listen and buy there. Awesome. As well as even when we're playing.
2: Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Bo. I appreciate it. This has been some good stuff. I've in, I've enjoyed getting to, to know more about your music and hear your stories. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, great talking to you, man.
2: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com.